Power Radio presents Out of the Fog. Join intuitive guide and spiritual teacher Karen Hager for lively, positive conversation with lightworkers, healers, and dynamic wisdom keepers. Get ready for inspiration and connection. This is Out of the Fog on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Karen Hager. Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for spiritual conversation with enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. How can we invite more creativity, more joy, more gratitude into our lives? Well, Gabriella Masala believes that we can consciously create an embodied, unlimited life of love and new possibilities. She's here today to share some practices and inspiration to help us be more present and to embrace our magnificence. Sounds pretty good, right? Are you ready to meet her? Gabriella Masala has been steeping in universal wisdom teachings, contemplative expressive arts, and energy medicine for more than 20 years. She's passionate about creativity as a fuel for transformation and about breaking new ground and discovering what it means to be fully alive. She's a consultant, author, recording artist, song carrier, entrepreneur, and founding principal of Source Consulting Group. Her new book is Everyday Magnificent, Practices for Activating an Unlimited Life. You can find out more about Gabriella and her work at GabriellaMasala.com. Gabriella, welcome to Out of the Fog. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here with you. So what was your inspiration to create this book? This is very special. It's a journal. It's a workbook. It's what led you to create this? I love the expressive arts. I love energy medicine and healing arts. I love the power of what happens when we drop into our deepest heart, when we get beyond any external references or validations of who we think we are, or how we have to be, and go into this really vast creative space within us. And so as I've been working with clients for decades and loving integrating um, movement arts, dance therapy, authentic movement, visual art with mandalas, working with the voice, and all of these kind of alternative modalities rather than just talk or even intuitive therapeutics, I have watched over and over again how people light up to their own innate intelligence, to their own body's wisdom, to how insights are revealed to them through their own creative process that goes so much further and actually is so much more swift than just words alone could do. So after decades of doing these many practices, because I love them and it's what keeps my soul bubbling along and happy to be in a body, I thought, let me compile these so that this can be an interactive journal that anyone can use anywhere without um, my guidance, but then by their own design, decide what does a magnificent life look like to me and how can I tap my creativity to bring that alive in my daily life. I love that you're talking about this. I'm just, I'm feeling excited as I'm talking to you because what this makes me think of is I, I, so I personally put a lot of limits on myself, right? There's I'm, I'm working through my own stuff and how I limit myself. What you're talking to me about is about a gentle 
open way of expressing myself without some of those limits that I'm used to having. So things like authentic un- uh, movement, things like using my true voice. When you are in a daily practice like this, a, a journal practice, a workbook practice, using these expressive arts, we're it's almost like we're leaving the limits at the door and just allowing ourselves to be playful in that bigger scope of possibility. Definitely. And it does require a childlike playfulness and curiosity. I think for so many of us in in our adulting, as we (laughs) shifted from the childlike wonder, you know, children who spin around and sing and allow their voices to to resonate and uh, are just willing to get in there and play without a product outcome or without even censorship of how it looks or is it beautiful? It's a process. It's a way of life. And so it does require getting into our unlimited nature to get beyond our critical judging, measuring mind. And for some of us, that's going to be more challenging than others. And that's part of why it's also married to the whole experience of art as meditation, as creativity, as meditation, and really learning to know thyself, to be able to drop in and know when am I driving from that limited part of my mind and instead of shaming ourselves for it, noticing it and then exploring and experimenting with that part of our whole brain intelligence. That's also our creativity, our intuition and our intelligence of the heart, which is a vast pool of wisdom and possibilities that open up to us. What's interesting from that limited judgmental place when we allow ourselves to just relax those limits a little, we start to see, wait, there is more to explore. More is allowed. There's more potential in me, more potential in what I could do to change the circumstances of my life, the way that I can feel about myself. When we're curious like that, we discover that that we are allowed. There is a kind of allowance made for us to be more, do more, go farther. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. And there's there's a lot more joy available when we get beyond that that limited uh, kind of measuring, confining mind that keeps us in a very narrow band of what's possible for human life. And when we really get beyond that and simple things get us beyond that, including focusing on gratitude or focusing on what we love. And some of the inquiries in the journal are very specific to point the practitioner. I say that instead of the reader, because as you know, this is a participatory experience and it points each person unique to who they are, not by my idea of what makes a magnificent life, but drives them home. Who are you? And even at this time on our planet, so exciting to check in with who am I now? What's alive in me at this moment? What are the gifts I want to bring forth? What brings me joy? What is this human life for? And answering that from a more unknown place, a more curious and wonder filled place. So this, one of the things that you've said about this, about this journal, about this process is that it helps people fall in love with their lives. And I love that. And I also know, though, that when we look at possibility, when we start to put aside that allowance, not everything is going to be something that we love. Absolutely. Yes, yes. And and this is um, with total compassion 
and I say this uh, having been through the process many, many times, that there is often a level of unlearning and deprogramming and becoming aware of even of our meditation or contemplative practices of what thoughts, behaviors, relationships, emotional patterns really are not life-giving and are not feeding that potential of being in love with our lives. So there is some uh, really sober discernment that we also get to do with a compassionate, kind heart, just as if we were talking to a young child part of ourselves or to a child, we wouldn't, again, uh, come down with that harsh judgment on them. We would really listen. So this is a, a way that that we can become our own best friend and advocate. And as we start clearing out what is not life-giving, we can also simultaneously be giving our brain a map to wire and create, as well as listening to the voice of our heart. Well, what do I love? Where do I come alive? What does light me up? What does bring me joy? And how can I take even baby steps on a daily basis, on a weekly basis to be creating a life that really reflects that and resonates more with that love. Can you give us some examples of practices or tools from the book so that listeners can get, get an idea of, of what it is that we're talking about here? Cause this goes beyond just things to meditate on or, or like prayers to say, this is get out your, get out your colors and <laughs> get out your, get out all the good fun stuff. And this is a book that's meant to be written in and played in and drawn in. So can you give us some examples of what people will find in the book? Yes, you bet. So in terms of some of the journaling prompts, they might find a free write inquiry prompt that asks, what do I feel most passionate about these days? What lights me up? And how does that inform my life calling at this stage in my life? And so that might be a writing exercise. Another page might have uh, a gratitude bullet list and then a to-be list, right? Instead of a to-do list, a simple little bullet point list of, well, how do I want to be as I show up to my living and doing and relationships? How do I want to feel so that we can start matching what we have to do with who we want to be while we're doing it? There's also mandalas that are empty circle template that the participant is invited to fill with color and image and form. And this brings wholeness and integration to our mind, body, to our consciousness. There's all kinds of wonderful and fun art as meditation activities and meditations that might include walking meditation, seated meditation in nature, uh, reclining meditation where we're flooding our field with gratitude and the energy of love, um, a cooking meditation, creating art out with uh, rocks and sticks and stones, um, lots of different possibilities, but all of it, again, really focused toward getting embodied and coming alive with our creative energy and our own intuitive wisdom and knowing. So if somebody is listening to this and going, wait a minute, I'm not an artist. I've got, you know, two highlight pens and an old pencil that I don't know. And I can't, you show me the blank circle and I'm just, I'm going to mess it up. I'm going to wreck the pages. What do you say to, to those people? I say, give it a try. You know, get, get beyond yourself. Get beyond the limited idea of who you think you are. And remember that in most cultures outside of, of what we might consider the Western world or the dominant paradigm, 
art and music and dancing and singing and storytelling. They're ways of being healthy and vital. These are medicine ways. They're for everybody. And that actually the the shaking and trembling and the joy of movement and dancing and the ability to just sing anything that brings us joy, to put color or to create something that by our own definition is a process of what makes us feel beautiful on the inside, that that is for everyone. So I'm of the school of thought that says everyone's an artist, everyone's a dancer, everyone's a singer, everyone's a poet, and we need everyone to light up at this point. I love that. And that, see, for me, because I'm the one who hesitates over the circle, what if I wreck the pay? For me, I learned this is a few years ago, it occurred to me, this is to me, deeply tied to the way that I see the principle of abundance. There is always more. There are always more colors. There will always be more blank circles, whether it's the one on this page or the one I draw myself or the one that I make with the stones in the yard or whatever it is that I'm doing. When I allow myself to tap into that creativity, I'm tapping into that truth of abundance that says that there is always more. And that to me goes back to that idea of living an unlimited life, a magnificent, powerful life. When I can create from that place of more, instead of from, I've only got the two, I've got the yellow highlight pen and the pink highlight pen and an old pencil that I found somewhere. When I can create from more using what I have, that's a beautiful thing. Yes, absolutely. And that's really at the heart of this journal and and of my perspective that when we are engaging our creative expression in any way, and there are many, and anything can become a practice of meditation and a way of looking at life as art, that when we do that, we're directly connected to the creator, to the mystery of our creation and creative power. And that is that place of the more. And it opens up so many doors so many possibilities and it makes us feel happy which is a really great side effect as well (laughs) um you're listening to out of the fog with karen hager and i'm talking with gabriella masala her new book is everyday magnificent practices for activating an unlimited life you can find out more about the book and about gabriella and her work at gabriellamasala.com that's g-a-b-r-i-e-l-a M-A-S-A-L-A dot com. Gabriella Masala dot com. Why did you call this book Everyday Magnificent? That's a great question. I actually was uh, going to call it A Life of Awesome. <laughs> and, and then as I sat with it, I just felt, you know, there's really something about those moments that I allow myself to create And to just simply connect with the magic of life, that place that in my deepest heart, I know that life was meant to be magical and magnificent and that this is a birthright. And and when I sort of fire the world of needing validation that that's what a life is for and trusted what I know by heart, that feeling of I want every day to have that flavor of magnificence, not just the retreats that are amazing or the time in my meditation or those moments that happen. However, uh, you know, they may happen within days or weeks, but I want every day to have that flavor. So I started to cultivate with these practices and with this way of life, a perspective where it's an inside job 
that the magnificent is what I feel on the inside. And by nature of that, I start to live it on the outside. And that's how it was born. The feeling of, I want this every day and everyone should have it every day. Well, and it's every day, maybe even if the, you get a flat tire or the baby is sick or someone says something mean to you that you can have as I, if I'm understanding this right, you can have the everyday magnificent inside you as you go through what is real life. Sometimes the baby gets sick or you get a flat tire or someone says something mean that you carry that strength with you. Yes, absolutely. And, and I know, uh, from my own direct experience that every human life has ups and downs, has sorrows, everything will arise and it will challenge and initiate us over and over again to maintain whatever for each of us by our own self-definition, a state of magnificent would be a state of, so for me, it's the ability to know that whatever arises, I have been working my internal muscle to stay really deeply connected to my breath, to stay really deeply to connect it to, to my heart, to be able to know that I can find gratitude and blessing in any moment, to know that whatever arises, I can be in my own spine and be connected to the greater possibilities of life. And one might even say the web of wholeness, the web of love, the web of grace, the current of grace that is holding and living me. You know, I'm not the one that's breathing. This is a miracle that is happening on its own. And how can I rest my attention and trust in this bigger, intelligent, loving force and serve that no matter what arises. So this is a good place to talk about touchstones, I think, because I, can you share some of your teaching on touchstones and give some examples of what you teach in the book? You bet. There are many touchstones, at least a dozen or so. And the touchstones are designed to be very simple practices, one minute, two minutes that shift our state, especially when we most need it, and that connect us to our wholeness, to an elevated state of being and feeling. And uh, this is relevant in a daily life. That's why they're called touchstones, because we will hit moments where we contract, where we shut down, where we kind of fall back into a trance of forgetting that we are loved, that we are whole, that we are connected. And so the touchstone, for example, one that I love that I actually do first thing in the morning and right before bed, and then anytime I feel grumpy is to flood gratitude. And so this is a very simple practice of taking a moment, closing our eyes, if we can, if we're in a beautiful place, then feeling that inspiration. Otherwise, anywhere we are, 30 seconds or less, closing the eyes, deepening the breath, maybe even placing a hand on the heart to bring awareness from the head to the heart, and then starting to bubble up the authentic sensation of what we feel grateful for. So it might be the breeze, the sunshine on my face, my daughter's embrace, my funny, cute dogs, my breath, an opportunity to surrender and let go. And so the kinesthetic or body response is that we literally relax our nervous system. We bring a sense of softening. We connect to love. And this is uh, a kinesthetic experience. It's an embodied experience. It's not just thought. And then we start to flood our field. We imagine almost like liquid love 
flooding our field, our body, our organs, um, our, our jaw, you know, relaxing the jaw. So that's one touchstone I love. Another one that's very simple is the joint spiral and it's bringing movement to every single joint of the body, just taking anywhere you are two minutes to bring breath and movement, ankles, knees, hips, spine, moving that spine like a snake, shoulders, jaw, elbows, wrists, to really allow more breath and space to come into the body. This shifts our state really quickly. Those are two examples. There's many more. And they're powerful because, again, they're reminding us of our how we can how we can shape our experience, even if it feels like whatever we're going through flat tire, somebody says something mean to you, even if it feels like it's coming from outside of us, it's a reminder of our power to reshape that experience no matter what's happening. Definitely. I mean, that's the the true power that I do feel every single one of us has, whether you resonate with, with my uh, book or languaging or not, every one of us has the ability to choose about how we will respond. And, and my prayer for your listeners and all of us is that our responses come more and more from a place of first taking a pause and taking a deep breath and sitting back in our own spine and maybe even opening up our hearts to even ask, ask for, you know, send backup. I even will ask for that sometimes. <laughs> send backup, send support, and that we will be amazed. That might be the difference between shutting down and going into stress when we get a flat tire to taking a deep breath and looking up and seeing that someone pulls up right next to us with a jack and a happy willing uh, willingness to support and change it. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. Now, I know we're just about at the end of our time, so I want to be sure that you can tell the listeners about what they can find on your website, how they can get in touch with you, and about all the different kinds of work that you do. Sure. Great. Well, I am delighted to speak with anyone who wants to be in touch with me. And I love doing private sessions by phone and Skype, supporting people to take their next evolutionary leap, uh, giving them prescribed specifically for them expressive arts practices. I love to facilitate retreats and trainings for both professionals that want to bring the everyday magnificent work into their uh, workplace, as well as for different communities, both private and public. So I love to travel for that. And I also have a number of different offerings on my website that uh, those who choose to check it out at GabriellaMasala.com can explore and follow up with. Wonderful. And just maybe last for us, what are the things you most would want a listener to take from this interview or a reader, an experiencer to take from Everyday Magnificent? I would want them to connect directly to their own wholeness, to the power of love that they are, to their ability to light up as the artists of their own lives, as divine creators, and to really jump in to an intimate relationship with the mystery, with their deepest self, and just come alive in a way that inspires them to contribute back to the world at this time where we really do need everyone to light up so that we can light up as a humanity together. That's beautiful. I agree. It's, it's all hands on deck. 
Yes. And right. And we all we came with light and now's the time to get our light out. Capital L and shine that share that in the world. Gabriella, thank you for being on the program. Thank you for your work and for your presence here. Likewise. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, Karen. That's Gabriella Masala. Her new book is Everyday Magnificent, Practices for Activating an Unlimited Life. And you can find out more about Gabriella and her work at GabriellaMasala.com. That's G-A-B-R-I-E-L-A-M-A-S-A-L-A.com, GabriellaMasala.com. And I'm always happy to see you over at KarenHager.com. It's a place where you can book a private intuitive session with me if you're so inclined. Find, find out about upcoming classes and events. There's always something going on over there. And find out what's coming up next on this radio program. There's some great conversations I've got planned for you as we move through the summer and into the fall together. So all of that's at KarenHager.com. And if you believe, as I do, that part of the way that we bring our light to the world is by joining in a collective intention for peace, for change, for understanding, I'd like you to check out openpeacefulheart.com. On that site, you'll get information about a free guided meditation, 15-minute guided meditation that we do live on the first Sunday of every month, my partner and I, that brings together people from all over the world where they're, we're not selling anything, there's no talking or anything. We're just spending that 15 minutes in meditation, focusing on peace in our hearts, and peace in the world. When we do that, we can turn any tide. That's how change happens. It's part of how you can use your light. All of that is for you at openpeacefulheart.com. And thank you for listening today. Together we are spreading a little more light in the world. And a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace. Peace.